Welcome, everybody, to the Locked On Lakers podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by PZS recording an emergency episode. Do you know why we're recording, Pete? Because we're going to the NBA Finals, Anthony. Hell yes. Holy crap, this actually happened. Uh, we are, this is going to be a slightly different show because we don't normally record on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. We did, this is not something that we normally do. Uh, so we are just going to, I, I told Pete, I'm just going to hit the record button. Wherever this goes, it goes. There isn't going to be any kind of structure to the show. This is where I want to start it, Pete, because this is something I've thought about a lot. Uh, and I'll let you go first. But what does a trip to the NBA Finals mean for you or this trip to the NBA Finals mean for you? Man, in a year like this? Same. You know, Kobe, mm-hmm. then the coronavirus. Then on a personal level, getting freaking hired by the team. Mm-hmm. You actually get to like legally say we. <laughs> I uh, I cried tonight, man, and I cried a little more. And you know, job's not finished, as Kobe said. Mm-hmm. But um, this was a special run, man. Nobody pushed us past five games. No matter mm-hmm. the narratives or whatever you think of the Lakers or anything like that, getting out of the Western Conference with nobody pushing you, pushing you past five, you're talking 2017 Warriors, 2001 Lakers, Tim Duncan's Spurs in 99, Showtime Lakers. Those are the teams that have done that. Mm-hmm. This is a special team, man. So I started this, this podcast way back in the day five years ago. This is a team tank podcast, whatever I think it was about five years ago. This is a team tank podcast. And I recorded that in the second bedroom of an apartment that we wound up not being able to afford because I wanted to chase my dream. Right. I wanted to, I wanted to see where, where we could, where I could go with this thing. I thought, you know, I had an idea. I, I'm not going to lie. I listened to a Bill Simmons podcast. He had Mark Cuban on there and he asked Cuban, like, how do you, how do you decide what it is to invest in next? What he, how he decided on what the next big thing was going to be. And Cuban said that think of things that you use every single day that you cannot multitask with right now, but it, you can eventually figure out a way to, to multitask with, right? And the example he used there was with TVs. He said, we have smartphones, just wait for smart TVs. And I said, hmm, that's interesting. You cannot read, generally speaking, you cannot read and then multitask and do something else. So I said in sports coverage, what was going to be the next big thing? According to Mark Cuban, who has made a ton of money investing in the next big thing, I thought podcasting was going to be the next big thing. So I had some faith in, in, in uh, you know, if I could carve out a niche, if I could figure this out, I, I, I had some faith that maybe uh, this could be, this could be, you know, kind of a, a, a special thing. And what it took to pursue that special thing, we had to move out of a two-bedroom apartment in Brea that we loved. The, you know, to this day, one of my favorite places that we ever lived. We were like right above the pool. Uh, you know, it was just, it was, we had great neighbors. We moved from there. We moved up to La Habra Heights in this shack, basically. So we go from a two-bedroom apartment, we move up to a shack, 700 square feet, one bedroom with uh, a cat and a dog. And we had a great view, but, but overall not that great. 
and in order to keep that that um, dream alive, I had to work for a complete psychopath uh, when I ran Dodgers Nation to be able to pay the bills and be able to, uh, while Jim was in school, um, to be able to pay the bills and be able to get to 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 get to where, you know, we we would be able to survive and eat. Uh, that was, those were some of the toughest years of my life. And, uh, and then now, you know, there were some other hurdles that we went along the way now to watch the Lakers go to the finals on the biggest Lakers podcast uh, that exists. And uh, to, to know that I played a part in building this thing up to where it is right now and to be sitting here in the living room of the house that I helped purchase with my dad sitting there and my dad actually, you know, proud of the work that I do. My, my daughter is sleeping two rooms down from us. My, my wife is sitting there and we all got to celebrate this together. That's what this means to me. And, and I, I don't, I don't say all of that to, to celebrate me. I'm saying that we collectively have gone through that exact path to the success as the Lakers hit rock bottom, which was rock bottom for me personally was having to leave that apartment in Brea because we flat out could not afford it. Hitting rock bottom there and just scratching and clawing and, and getting knocked on your ass and, and doing whatever you possibly can to persevere and then eventually get to collectively celebrate this moment yeah. together. Despite like even en route to this moment, this very year, this very season, like you talked about Kobe and the pandemic and, and even before that, something that feels so trivial as uh, right now is, as, as it does with that whole China controversy to start the year, right? To go mm -hmm. through all of that and then to now have the release of we did this, we accomplished this goal. And while, yes, as, as people have correctly pointed out, the job is not completely done, I do want to say it's so important mm -hmm. to stop and smell those roses. To man. celebrate this, man. This is special. You know, tomorrow is um, the one-year anniversary of Media Day, mm -hmm. right? This has been a year-long season, legitimately a year-long season. An actual and, year. And, uh, you know, you talked about getting knocked on your ass and, and persevering. There's some, you know, analogies to be drawn to the Lakers in, as an organization as well. And this has been a year where just everything came together, man. And um, it, it's been just truly remarkable to see how, how well this team, like this, this team is better than what I thought the best case scenario of this team was. And that happens so rarely in life. And I'm a pretty yeah. optimistic and I'm a Laker fan, right? So I'm going to see the best in the team and whatnot, but like this team is not just good. This is a great team. That is a great accomplishment to get out of the West without getting pushed past five to, you know, we won 17 straight road games against the West. That's what we've done. That's what we're celebrating tonight, right? Is the Western conference championship. We don't hang those banners, but like LeBron said in the walk-off, like we're enjoying this tonight. You know, I got, I yeah. still got a little bit left in my bottle of wine. Um, I, I'm, I'm feeling good. And this is, that's what we're doing tonight, right? You got your own over there. The, of course. the, the Lakers getting through the West as they did 
is this is a historic accomplishment, right? This is not just they squeaked by. They whooped on everybody, right? They, like how, how much did, with all of the belly aching about the refs and whatever, the small market and people who've got a, you know, chip on their shoulder about the the lakers i'm not talking about dudes like adam right you know what i'm talking about yeah um <laughs> how much time was were the denver nuggets leading in this series in a game like game three for most of it mm-hmm. but the rest of the series and this is a team that beat the clippers right mm-hmm. the houston rockets were supposed to be this big matchup nightmare the portland trailblazers were the bestest eighth seed of all time we whooped yeah. on everybody Coming out of the West. To the point where now people are considering the legitimacy of those teams, by the way. Right, right. For all of the BS narratives and that everybody really clutches to with the Lakers, Lakers in five. That's what actually happened. Mm -hmm. Not all whatever fucking fairy tale you're trying to tell, right? Lakers in five. That's what actually happened. I mean, I... So I've, I've, I've made it a point. I'm trying to make it a point of like, just, I want to focus on the positivity of this, you know, like this is such a cool moment. And like LeBron said, this is LeBron, by the way, the guy who has been to 10 NBA championships in his 17 years playing in the NBA. And he's saying that this doesn't happen to everybody. Only 30 players get to enjoy this feeling in any given NBA season. Yeah. And, and I thought, like, of all of the interesting things that have been said about, you know, about the series, from people in the series, from, from whomever, I thought, to me, that was the most interesting thing. And, and there's going to be plenty of time over the next weekend while we wait for the outcome of the Heat and Celtics uh, series, which, by the way, glad that the Celtics won an extra game so the Lakers get some extra rest here. Pete's just shaking his head. Uh, we're not doing this on air. <laughs> again, focusing on the positives. But the, but the fact that the Lakers come out of this on top and get to enjoy this together, given everything. Like one of the things that people have been taught, you know, some of my friends have been talking to me about who cover other teams. is like, why is it the Lakers get to take ownership over grief with Kobe when none of the players knew Kobe personally? And my thing was like, Genie Bus, whose birthday it is as we're recording right now. Mm-hmm. Genie Bus couldn't form, like according to some of the people that I spoke to and 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 you know, in, in the peripheries of the 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 uh, Lakers franchise were saying it was hard for Jeannie to form full sentences for a week. She was in such grief. Yeah. Rob Polinka goes AWOL for a while. The entire Lakers organization was just basically shut down. And yes, LeBron James wasn't a, a, a bestie with Kobe, and, and Anthony Davis wasn't best friends with Kobe Bryant. But both those guys, for one thing, idolized him growing up, and then the, he's one of the only people that either of those people could consider a peer. And then as all that is going on, they're walking the hallways of Lakers organizations, uh, HQ, and seeing people legitimately torn to shreds, not just because of Kobe's passing, but because of the passing of his daughter. Like, yes, ownership is, a, is too strong a word, but you bet your ass that this was something that the Lakers, that should factor into the math of how insane an accomplishment this entire season has been. The fact that they could 
put pull themselves together. And the fact that LeBron James and Anthony Davis could lead this organization through that tough a situation to now reach where they're at right now. And like you're saying, Pete, accomplish something legitimately historically great and route to hopefully a, a 17th NBA championship. Like that's ju- all that is. Throw your Laker hate aside if you can. All that is is special. Like, forget how you feel about the Lakers, which for a lot of people is, is, is difficult, if not impossible. But, but throw all of that aside, and what this season was was special. You know, to, AD hits the biggest shot of his entire life, and the first thing he says right after he hits it is what? It's Kobe. Kobe. It's, it's the first thing he talks about. The entire team says, we don't want to lose a game in those jerseys because you don't play for the Lakers and not understand what Kobe Bryant means to that organization, means to that city, means to this fan base. And he did mean something to them, man. Like basketball yeah. is a fraternity. Yeah. See, there's videos of on that Team USA squad in 2012, I believe it was, where AD is yeah. like 18, 19 years He's old. He's a baby. He's a baby. Kobe was on that team. Yeah. You think Kobe Bryant had an influence on Anthony Davis? Yeah. LeBron Even James. LeBron. They, that, they, that. They, didn't, they didn't play with the Lakers at the same time, but Kobe, and especially after he passed, all of the stories that came out of all of the people that Kobe mentored, mm-hmm. right? The Kobe would be, be the phone call Draymond Green got after losing in mm-hmm. the 2016 finals. Mm-hmm. The you know stories that Kyrie has that that is Kobe's legacy. <sighs> I don't want to, I don't want to tear up. I want to save that for after the finals. But like that was the chapter of Kobe's life that he was in. Um, I uh, you know I don't talk much personally, uh, you know about my personal life. I turn 40, 40 years old tomorrow, and. Um, it's 105 where I'm at. So happy birthday, bud. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and seeing Kobe at 41 and understanding that urge to pass on what you know to the next generation, right? And having my health scare and things like that. Just the urgency of like, whatever time I got left, this is what I have to say. Mm-hmm. This is what I want to do with it. And what I want to do with it is to help the people who come after me to give them my knowledge and wisdom to hopefully make their journey better. And then what was Kobe's last tweet? You know, keep pushing the game forward after Mm -hmm. LeBron passed him on the all-time scoring list. Um, The, the people don't understand the Lakers organization as a family business quite to the degree that it's true. This is something that being a member of the Lakers and everybody, you you know, that I talked to as I was hired um, that, that reached out to me were like, Hey, you know, you're already part of the family, but it's good to have you here. And Mm -hmm. like that specifically. Right. And every bit of thing that has our letterhead on it starts with the Los Angeles Lakers are a family business. blah, 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 basketball, all Mm -hmm. that. But family is always the first word that comes up in that. And people think we just exist in this large market and 
that the glory of the Lakers happens to the Lakers and not a function of decades of hard work, but there is a, uh, there's a, a thread throughout the history of the game of basketball that the Lakers are, you can't extract them from that story. And the way that this team has, has overcome and come not just overcome but come together as close knit as they have is really it, you you asked me at the beginning of this like what this means to me and it's just it's so it's so gratifying it's so it's such a culmination of everything That's that the Lakers work. are and what we're great at and what we work have worked hard to be and what the rest of the league and their fans don't quite seem to understand about what the team is. Um, this is not done, but this has been just an indescribable season. Um, I, I'm so grateful for this team. I'm sorry. I, I don't even know where we started on that, but it doesn't even matter. We, so you talked about culmination and one of the things that I keep thinking about, uh, I did I did the Lakers Outsiders pod because that was something that like that that was something that we launched back in the day. Um, one of the things that that I really want to take away from this is that like this wasn't just exceptionalism. This wasn't just Lakers exceptionalism. This was this was putting the work in. You know, I think like one of the one of the more disappointing things of the Magic Johnson era was that like he thought just exceptionalism was going to be enough to win, like because he was a former Laker great because he was running the Lakers, they would be able to 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 skip steps and eventually be just be great because it's the Lakers, and and I think like one thing that. I hope is is going to become a mark of the now Rob Polinka era is like thinking about the, the the minutia thinking about like not just the basketball aspect of this but the different personalities that it takes for you to be successful with a LeBron James team with expectations a LeBron James and an Anthony Davis team uh figuring out like for Frank Vogel to come in as option number 3 gain the respect of, of LeBron James and Anthony Davis by doing the work and showing that he does the work. And then that, that work that he put in resulting in adjustments that ended these series in five games after game one losses or, or yeah. you know, either, either game one disappointments or game one losses. And, and, and I think like what makes this feel so much more special is like the Lakers did hit that down spot. Like the Lakers did fall on their face and it took not just exceptionalism because yeah, the Lakers are able to acquire or, 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 or grab the attention of superstars like LeBron and Anthony Davis because of their history. But that's not just enough. You have to also put in the work. You have to, you have to also like work your ass off. And like, where did, where does this team derive its identity? On the defensive end, that's all about commitment and sacrifice and belief in one one another. And then from there, they go out there and they become dominating on offense because they are that kind of dominating on offense when they they are able to to go up a team that's on its heels. And to me, like that, like this, this, uh, this, 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 
run right now, and hopefully it winds up in a championship. I'm, per, I'm fairly confident it will. Uh, hopefully this, this run, this championship reminds people like, yes, the Lakers are, are excellent. And yes, the, the, the franchise that you root for, look, I'm a Vikings fan. I chose that for some dumb reason. And, and I know what it's like to root for a team that you know is never going to win a championship. And because of that, I don't have any such expectations with this team. And that's like, that's one of the other things that I noticed on, on Twitter is that you're seeing a whole bunch of like, Oh man, we really feel great for all these, these down and out Laker fans that went seven years without playing <laughs> in the finals or something like that. And it's like, yes, you're, you're, you're right. That's the point. That's what we expect of the team that we root for. That's, that's why we, we have such lofty expectations. That's why Lakers exceptionalism, exceptionalism is a thing. It's because that's where the bar is set. The bar is set at not just merely making the playoffs like the Spurs, like, the, like the, that cute run that they've had in, 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 you know, in making the playoffs all these years. That's, that's fantastic. Way to go, Spurs. Celebrate all the mediocrity that you want. But for Lakers fans, the expectation is championships, championship runs or championship appearances. And, and the fact that we went through such a down period and, and fell on our face so many times over these last seven years or so makes this the more special. The, you don't celebrate sunshine without some rain. And, 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 and not only is it that the Lakers, you know, put their umbrellas up because of the first, the, the Julius Randle area era, and then the D'Angelo Russell era, and then the Lonzo and then the Brandon Ingram era, and then the Lonzo ball era. It's not just that they went through those things to get to, to where they're at right now, but, but, but also what specifically we learned about what it takes to be successful in the NBA in 2020. Mm-hmm. That's the part that I'm taking away from this. Yeah. The, I love how the team is constructed too, right? Like we've gone about it in a different way. Obviously the two superstars are the engines, but the, the entire construction of the team is just like the we're built different is not just a, you know, not just a passing phrase. It's like we have a different approach and it's very, very gratifying to see our way and our way of playing basketball, our way of, you know, of running an organization, our way of doing things being validated in this way mm-hmm. of, um, of, of really, you know, dominating the Western conference as we have. Um, yeah, man, it's just, just a great night. Uh, let's wrap up on this. Uh, I don't want to talk about predictions. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know who the Lakers are going to face in the, in the next round or whatever, but I want to finish on this. And, uh, you know, we talked about the path that we got to where we are right now and, and how the path that the Lakers took to, to get to where they are right now makes this all the more special. But I, I do want to say this. Uh, sports, sports can be so effing great. They can get you through so much. Yeah, man. Like, like they can... I needed this be team down so out. badly, and I know we're not the only ones. Yeah, like you can. There was a good article about the the Mavericks on how Luka Doncic helped save somebody's life. My buddy Mort wrote a great article. He's a Cavs fan, and he wrote about you know something similar about LeBron James. 
there's a review out there uh, that I've been trying to go through uh, and, and find about how this show helped somebody get through um, a heart attack and eventual, I, I believe it was heart surgery with their dad that they lit, that they listened to this with their dad. And it felt like talking basketball with their dad again. Yeah. And uh, you know, sports is special to me, obviously, because it, it, it helps pay the bills. But I, I think even more importantly than that, it can remind you of the heights that, that we as, as human beings can, can achieve if we, if we set aside differences and work together and, and, and we, and we work together what what that can possibly be because like all these lakers they don't they don't all all come from the same backgrounds they don't all see eye to eye on on every possible subject but what the what they do see eye to eye on on it was was what they thought they were capable of and and what it would take for them to all reach those goals yeah. and to me like what i you know on top of the stuff that we talked about given where we're at as a society right now what what I find hugely important about this moment for Lakers fans, because again, like we as Laker fans, we have a giant fan base. We come from all walks of life. We have affluent Lakers fans. We have poor Lakers fans. We have people in the middle. We have people who don't speak English. We have people, you know, one of the wild things they don't, it doesn't do that anymore. Megaphone doesn't offer this anymore. But one of the wild things when, when this was in its infancy was I would look and it would chart, as the show was being downloaded, hey, the show is being downloaded in Chile. This this show is sure. being downloaded yeah. in in Europe, in in the the Philippines, Vietnam, and yeah, or, yeah, wherever it was, and 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 you know, it was so inspiring as it was going through that. Not just like as weird as it was that people were listening to to, to us across the globe, but but the fact that we were we were able to find this one thing that unified us, this one thing that that mm-hmm. really made us rooting found us all rooting for for the same things even if we were rooting for success in different ways and what we thought it would take to be successful at the end of the day the goal was all that mattered and 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 here we are in one of those major stepstones and in, in reaching that goal and hopefully we can all uh, reach that goal and celebrate that goal together but but this is this to me this win at during this time on this day, Jeannie Buss's birthday, who, by the way, like there were questions about her as an owner after we lost Dr. Jerry Buss. There were questions about, uh, about her as an owner after uh, she, she fired uh, Jim Buss. There was questions about her as an owner after the magic debacle. There were all of these questions about her, you know, for, for, for any number of situations that she's gone through. And, and, and I doubt she's, she's going to listen to this. And I doubt most people who've actually made it to this point to this in, in this show, but what this, what this win means to me, given where we're at in, in our country's history and this organization's history is, is set that bullshit aside and, and just strive for the greatness that we know we're capable of. That's where I'm at in, in celebrating this because watching yeah. this Lakers team figure that out and get to that point where you have JaVale McGee starting all year and Dwight Howard not starting all year and staying ready just in case that the the situation called for him, even after both of those guys went through a series where neither of them saw the court, like just something as small as that. I just, that's where sports to me are so inspiring. And that's where, that's the major purpose that they serve. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's going to do it for, unless you have anything else to add. No, man. No, sorry. I'm a little like, yeah. No, we, we all, we all should be like that. Enjoy it this weekend. Enjoy in, in, enjoy this win. Enjoy the fact that the Lakers get to rest up because the Celtics got to, 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 to win that extra win and extend the series. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Anthony, man. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, everybody. Please be safe out there. Uh, get your questions in if you have any questions for, for, for a Monday show in the form of a five-star review. And we will be back to talk about the NBA Finals with our last line, Los Angeles.